Hi, this is DJ Bean from the Brunch Podcast on Washed Media. Due to a technical malfunction, only Peter Blackburn's microphone was recorded for this episode. As such, my audio sounds really, really bad. To counter that, I made Pete's audio sound even worse for the first minute of this podcast, so my audio sounding bad isn't too distracting. By the time Pete's audio gets better, you'll be relieved that at least one of us sounds good. Enjoy the episode. Brunch! Hit it, boys! Got a really good This Week in Chunking to kick off this old Erpasard. Are we talking about the Boston Bruins? Because that is an all-time chunk. Why would they do? <laughs> they got no wait. They got off to a really good start. They sure did, and then lit it on fire. Chunk it? Yeah, just a little bit. Incredible! It, it just like we. I mean, it's. We talk about the Bruins a lot, but like, infamously, we've been talking about the Bruins nonstop. In our text chain with uh with the boys. We have a Bruins text chain that lights up every once in a while. Uh, maybe like. During season, every couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, that has been like the the primary, uh, the primary text chain for the past week or so, and it has been update after update, and just somehow so many layers of chunking to what the Bruins did. If last you'd week. like a, uh, a a summary of our text chain, the last four day, four or five days. If I had the board with me right now, I'd hit the Jerry Seinfeld, what the fuck are you doing, you stupid piece of shit. (laughs) Because that was, I generally save that for a weird play in a Celtics game, or at least once a Chargers game, I just tweet Chargers, and then, what the fuck are you doing, stupid? But man, from the, it was actually right before we recorded the 1975 episode on Friday, you texted me, and you were like, oh god, the Bruins just tweeted they signed Mitch Miller. Yeah. And I was like, Mitch Miller? Like, is that... I think we all had this... Say, like, do, do you remember Mitch Miller by name? Sure did. Okay, uh, I, I associate... Yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure... I think that's that guy. And then I looked it up, I was like, oh, that's that guy. So, I had to, um... I had to, to, to verify... It's like, I, I, unfortunately, the NHL has had several cases of, like... Right. Which one is that again? Prospect. Yeah, right. So, I had to verify that it was the Coyotes one... And not, not the Canadians the, uh, one. Not the Canadians one. Correct. Yeah. That's Logan Mayu, I think. Yes. That I don't know. I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name or Malu or whatever. Okay, and so I, we're thinking the same one. Yeah. Right, M a i l l o u x. Yep. Yeah. I always feel whenever I just like reach for a name like that, I get so scared that it's accidentally going to be like the older brother of a girl I went to high school with or something. Just like some like random name that you just have in your brain, and then you accidentally call, like, somebody who's a doctor a, uh, like, a convicted arsonist or something. But, (laughs) yeah, not the Canadians one. The Coyotes one. The kid who, the Coyotes, who who is too bad of a PR hit for the Coyotes. Right. The same year that they had to, like, forfeit their first-round draft pick because uh, they held, like, illegal scouting combine shit. He was their like first. Pick he was that their year. first pick because they yes. had either traded their picks or had them uh, seized. 
Empire. Right. No and, and he was not up to par with their, their draft standards. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. We've, uh, in our various uh, professions, have probably said everything there is to be said, which I want to give a shout-out to a friend of Tomato Fights, Adam Jones. I was listening to him on Friday night, and someone called in, and they were like, hey, Jones, just want to say, love your take on this. And he was like, okay, you're like the third person to say that. This isn't a take. Like, this is autopilot. Like, I... There's no opinion that really needs to be formed here. It's the most obvious thing in the world. Like, no, nobody's using their brain to arrive at, holy fuck, how could you not do your due diligence on this? So, But, yeah, but it's like one of those – this happens every once in a while where it's like a, such a cut-and-dry situation, such a clear like, hey, this shit is very bad and like we should be against this. And like that just doesn't exist anymore because there's always – there's always a quote-unquote free-thinking side that has to push back. And, like, there are – there is some complexity, but, like, when you haven't shown any real remorse and there are no receipts of, of that remorse beyond what was, like, court-ordered and shit, what other take is there to have? Yeah, and I'll say being in the free-thinking side is – uh smart as long as you're smart about it if you're just like everybody thinks this one thing therefore i have to come at it the other way that's Kyrie irving shit that's just contrarianism that's not thinking um and like there is with the case of Kyrie irving it's interesting because i had this conversation last week but like the case of Kyrie irving i feel like he is so desperate for everybody else to think that he's smart that he uh like just says shit to be different and it comes off so stupid like if you if you are that desperate to to make everybody think that you're smart there's a very good chance that you're going to come off as stupid if you don't have the self-awareness yeah and uh, i mean I'll, I'll put a bow on it with uh basically i think what like my first tweet was when the bruins announced it like it is admirable seriously it is admirable to give somebody a second chance because that's a less and less popular thing to do these days you arrive at giving somebody a second chance because hopefully because you feel that they've earned it or deserve it or whatever. If you give somebody a quote unquote second chance willy nilly and essentially just reward somebody who should be punished, that's not giving. So that's, I I don't view that as giving somebody a second chance. And I'm like the biggest fucking second, third, fifth, tenth chance guy in the world. What the Bruins did, and they they kept using this term, like giving him a second chance, that's, this was not giving him a second chance. We were just overlooking it because as we learned today from Isaiah Ma- uh, Meyer Crothers' statement, this kid was bullying him up until October, up until last month, was still like harassing him, being like, oh, you're having your moms pick your battles for you? Come on, man. So Right. No, 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 yeah. no. Yeah, it, it, and, like, that's that's a big thing. That was my take from the beginning. It's, like, I'm I'm cool with second chances. Like, people should be allowed to make mistakes, especially when they're young. They're, they should be allowed the grace and freedom to, like, come back from those mistakes. But I have a problem with being like, oh, so you never fucked up as a kid? It's, they're, not all mistakes are created equal. And yeah, never fucked up if, like that. You're right. And like when I was 14, I, just, I knew that racism was bad. I knew that like I knew what being racist and being abusive was. And uh, so like that 
is not your typical juvenile mistake. And it wasn't isolated. It was a pattern behavior. And on top of that, you have to you have to show accountability and you have to earn your way back from those mistakes, especially when they're that severe. And if you don't show that accountability and if you don't like start digging your way back, then like n- nobody's required to give you a second chance. You have to earn that shit, especially when it's like the a, a chance to play in the NHL, which is a privilege. If you don't if you don't pave your way back. I don't think that it's on any NHL team or whatever to pave that road for you. You have to come back yourself. Yeah, I mean, and, like, the only reason they signed them is because they're terrible at drafting and they have no prospects, so they were just desperate. Uh, I, I will for real close the conversation with a uh, shout-out to Cam Neely because somebody asked him on Monday, what did you think fans were going to think when you did this? And he said, well, I thought some would think, ah, they're giving him a second chance. And some would uh, be upset about it, rightfully so. The idea that you think anybody would ever be happy in 2022 to see someone get a second chance is the most uh, naive, adorable fucking thing in the world. Like, you could, give, some, you could give a good person a second chance, and by and large, people will be like, fuck that, man. We I hate wanna, everything and I everybody. Believe, I want to believe that there are reasonable, reasonable people that have yeah. measured responses to. I guess I'm talking about the past internet. mistakes. I guess I'm talking about the internet. Like once everybody, you're, did you're talking fail. about a specific subsection of the internet that like nothing is ever good enough for anybody if they've made one mistake in their past. I think I'm talking about the majority of the internet, and I don't think that it's a sincere thing. I think it's just like uh, we like everybody is bad. And we are to assume that everything, everyone, horrible. So the so I, I just found it funny that like just given the all the shit the Bruins rightfully got because this again this was this I don't I was, know this, kid, this kid's say, not a good seed. Um, I will say I'm I'm impressed that like everybody or not everybody but a lot of people seem to have measured reactions being like this was a bad idea. Let's not throw this person in the trash, but this is not the time for, uh, for like this comeback story. Cause he hasn't, it hasn't been earned yet. I mean, there are people that were out there in response being like, Oh, he was just a kid, blah, blah, blah. But like the majority of those people had like new England Patriots profile pictures or like a yeah. picture of their dog on Twitter. I also so think the I he was just a kid seriously. thing is people who didn't, uh, haven't followed the story closely enough. Um, yeah, correct. that wasn't the chunking I was talking about. I, I was going to ask that question because we no, just did like 10, 10 minutes. minutes. That was not the chunking we were talking about. Um, what's the chunking? Uh, have you heard of the, the Cleveland balloon fest? No. Okay, so this was in 1986. Cleveland decided, we're not a joke, okay? Everyone makes fun of Cleveland, so we're going to set the Guinness Book of World Records for, and you can look this up, it happened in 1986, we're going to set the Guinness Book of World Records for the most balloons released into the air by a city. So everybody from Cleveland got together, they blew up balloons, there was a... a, People had tape on their hands from all the calluses and blisters because they made so many balloons. They compiled one and a half million balloons. They threw up up a big net in the sky and people let go of the balloons so they had all these balloons just kind of like hovering 
and waiting to go. 1986, this week in Chunking. And they're like, oh, we... You can laugh at Cleveland, but not for long. Not not once we release Look these we balloons. <laughs> We're going in the record books, baby. And there's a guy, he's like, I just moved here. I love my wife, Cleveland. And there's like all these great vibes. People of every race, religion, creed, just like 1980. There was like a really weird like chip on the, the, the news reporter's shoulder when I was watching the thing, he's like, yeah, we're not gay or something. It's like, what? Like, <laughs> they, they, they really uh, just trying to push back against a bunch of <laughs> stuff. And balloons was their answer. You you said I'd never amount to anything. Yeah. Mom, well, oh, check t- out this. Totally, totally. So uh, they, they're like, three, two, one. They release all the balloons. And it is pretty sick. Like, there's, it's like the bat bridge thing in Austin where just like the sky is just filled famously, with all these things. Famously, the the, the bats underwhelm. Oh, you you only seen the bats bad though, and I overhyped them to you. I I, I could not have hyped <laughs> well, the yeah, bats to you, you more. You did overhyped them, and then we went to the bridge, and you were like, "Fuck, this, this sucks." Is, yeah, I was like, "This isn't one of the good bat." Like, forget this one. Not a good bat day. We'll go uh, back. The, the bats okay, can let's... be fucking awesome. So all the balloons <laughs> go up in the sky. And uh, around the same time, two fishermen went missing on Lake Erie. And the Coast Guard went out and they're looking for these two fishermen. So they're looking for, they're looking to see either life vests, which are colorful things sitting on top of the water, or heads, because the person's head would be sticking out of the water. Yeah. Uh, those are round things. And all the fucking balloons had fallen oh, into no. Lake Erie. So those guys absolutely fucking died. They couldn't, there's no way they could find them. And, oh, no. uh, the balloons also fell into, the balloons also, I'm not laughing at those. I, I'm just laughing at <laughs> what an incredibly bad idea this was. Balloons also was like, say, were falling into like, traffic. It, this, I was they, say, it has to be bad for the environment to release that many balloons. That's, I mean, I was thinking as I was watching, I was like, this never happens now for environmental reasons. But the balloons were falling into like traffic. The, they, they, it's insane how little thought was put into this. Uh, they, they predicted the weather poorly, so a lot of the balloons just like wound up in Canada. <laughs> they just like floated up to Canada. I thought, like, worst case scenario, they release all these balloons in the air and there's just, like, a fucking plane coming by. And I thought about that, too. The trapped in a sea of balloons. I don't believe that happened. Let me see. Do I? Thank have... God, because as we discussed, I think, last week, like, I have a horrible, like, anxiety when it comes to flying. Mm-hmm. But if I was ever in a window seat in a plane and then suddenly there were four billion balloons outside of my window, I would freak the fuck out. Okay, so like the the bold kind of stuff, you know the gray and bold section on the right of a Wikipedia page? Yes. Up top it says, alright, Balloon Fest 1986. And the little, they're not categories, but I guess just little like bullet points are date, time, location, coordinates, organized by, outcome, deaths, non-fatal injuries, property damage, and litigation. 
What's the property damage? Well, how can a balloon create cause property damage? Uh, wouldn't it be if you get in a car accident? Couldn't that be? Uh, yeah, yeah, multiple yeah, 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 traffic collisions yeah. is okay, a, fair uh, enough. Yeah. No, wow, deaths. It says two. Those poor fucking guys. Uh, non-fatal injuries. It says multiple horses. What? <laughs> this is fucking bananas. Cleveland, man, you chunked it. Oh, oh yeah, hell yeah. Cleveland. This is now like this is. How did you come across this? Uh, my nephew, nay, or well, your nephew. Yes, Nay, my, my nephew, nephew. Yes. Uh, loves he. There's a balloon song that he likes. I don't know what it is, but I'm not watching that shit. So, he asked me. He said, "Can you put on the balloon song?" And I said, "I got you." I pull up 99 Love Balloons. Says I don't like this song, but it's the music video. And I know about halfway through the music video, she starts walking through a field, and there's balloons on the ground. And once this little kid sees those balloons, he's gonna like the song. So, it's exactly what happens. Then there's shots of the bands playing, and there are these huge balloons, and he's saying, I like this song, I like this song. I'm like, yeah, damn right you like this song. Then I pull up a performance of ABBA playing The Name of the Game, because I remember there was a bunch of balloons in the background. He likes that song, too. He's having a great time. So then I just Google, I'm like, I don't know, let's just like watch some shit about balloons. So I, into YouTube, I type, uh, huge balloons. And one of the things was... Uh, like balloon fest, Cleveland disaster. So we just watched this super long news report, and I was transfixed. After actually, we watched the thing where these Australian dudes um, rented out an arena, blew up these gargantuan balloons, and took turns throwing certain things at the balloons to see how many they could pop. That was captivating. The guy had the okay. bow and arrow. There was a bow and arrow. That was the best thing you could get. There was 12 huge balloons in a row. He only got, like, six of them. I would have uh, I would have left, quit that project, and demand they not release that video. Because that's fucking embarrassing. That is tough. A guy, I think the guy, like, a guy threw a hammer and got as many. One guy had to throw his sock. That was embarrassing. Just kind of bounced back and hit him. <laughs> You know what is actually Balloons, a good man. one? You know what's a good one? Uh, handful of screws. Because, think of it. All it takes is the first screw to pop the first balloon. And then you've got, like, a bunch more balloon uh, screws flying at these other ones. That guy, the guy took out, like, five or six just with a handful yeah, of a, screws. Yeah, it's a good idea. It's, mm, but you wouldn't you have to, like, rely on the screws hitting... Like, the pointy end of the balloons? Possibly, yeah. I mean, you could also just, like, really whip them. Yeah, fair. I feel like, I don't know, I'm like, hmm. We should do those fucking videos, man. Not, like, the dude perfect thing, but we should just, like, execute just, like, weird random thoughts. challenges. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've like, got a few yeah. sports-related ideas. That's all anyway. fucking YouTube shit is, anyway. <laughs> like, I did this, and then, but then the, who's well, the that's guy? When, you, that's when YouTube was good. When it was like, all right, I did this random thing, and here's what happened. You know uh, who uh, is his name? Mr. Beast. Yes. That guy. That guy's got a lot of good ideas. Well, he's got a lot of money. All of his yeah. things involve him giving like a sick yeah, person so eight million dollars, and I'm like, yeah, well, fuck like. My content will be good if 
it ended with me giving somebody eight million dollars. But it's sort of like the the it, it you know it it's a, a double edged sword a little bit because he has all that money because his videos are so good and he makes so much money from YouTube. Yeah, I know. Think he ever uh, just skims a little off the top? I'd imagine. Yeah. Think he pays himself? Yeah, I, I imagine he, he's living off that. Man, professional YouTuber. Um, so that's this week in chunking. Balloon Fest 86. You can check out the Wikipedia page, or you can just search it on YouTube because you're going to find some uh, good, good stuff. There's also a little update on the uh, Elon Musk slash Twitter slash Tim Heidecker thing. Elon mm-hmm. Musk famously tweeted, going forward, any Twitter handles engaging in impersonation without clearly specifying parody will be permanently suspended. So Tim Heidecker changed his picture to Donald Trump, his name to Donald Trump, in parentheses, deceased, tremendous parody, and tweeted, I have died, period, badly. And the whole thing started again. I'll tell you what, man. Elon Musk, A, he's just getting dunked on a bunch. People are just like, they're impersonating him, they're teasing him, which was the first thing I, I said it at work, I think I said it on this podcast, like, once the, the blue checkmark thing became a weird situation, okay, now you're just going to get outrageous shit of people changing their name. Elon's chunked it, man. Also, like, yeah, I mean, like, when you're, and also when you're, like, that rich and you buy, you buy a popular thing and, like, you become the owner of that popular thing, every change that's made to the platform now becomes, like, an extension of, like, your decision, you know, whether it's right or wrong, like everything that Twitter does is going to be like, Elon did this, Elon did this, and it's going to turn into like a reflection of, of Elon, you know, where it's like if if they're cracking down on impersonations and like people start making it about Elon, then like that's just kind of what he got himself into, you know? You know, my favorite tweet about Elon has been this whole time. The other day what? tweeted, somebody tweeted, uh... I always forget that Elon is short for watermelon. God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, there's a weird tie-in here, too, with uh, with the movie that we watched this week because um, Weird Al tweeted that Daniel Radcliffe got kicked off Twitter for impersonating Elon Musk when Daniel Radcliffe no. just did not have a Twitter account. No, no, he said he got imperson no, he said he got uh kicked off Twitter for impersonating uh Weird Al. Oh, okay. Cuz he played well, Weird Al in the movie. Okay. Uh well, uh Daniel Radcliffe just did not have a Twitter account, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Every part of the Weird Al uh this Weird Al movie like from the promotional standpoint to even like this, it's just like pitch perfect. Yeah, so we, good. We watched that movie, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. I don't know what it is on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, I think it's quite high. I bet it's quite. I mean, Pop Star was super high. Um, this is it's a biopic of Weird Al. Obviously, Daniel Radcliffe plays Weird Al, and it is. Of, like, these types of movies, I think it's, uh, I've never seen Spinal Tap, famously, but I think it's, it's Popstar meets Tenacious D and The Pick of Destiny, which are both great movies. I don't say that lightly. Those are both awesome movies. 
and it's better than both of them. It's an I awesome movie. I haven't seen either of them, but it, I agree that it is an awesome movie. It's 84%. You haven't seen either of those movies? No. Man. 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, 88 audience score. Only an 88? I mean, there's parts of it where I kind of snoozed a little bit. What's great about this movie, other, I don't want to spoil it too much, but uh, it's we'll say it's an exaggerated true story, which, mm-hmm. I mean, if Bohemian Rhapsody can do it, why can't? It takes can't? artistic liberties. Yeah. If if all these movies can do that, then why can't uh, why can't yeah. this Weird Al movie? And it is, I mean, if anybody is to do it, it's Weird Al. And that's, that's like, the perfect part about it for me. It's like, this would be funny in any situation, but it's, it's, it's extremely smart and extremely um, on the nose for Weird Al to essentially do, like, a parody of his own biopic. And I just think that that's so good. And and the, the way that it's executed is awesome. Because, like, if you don't know too much about Weird Al, which, like, I don't know a whole lot about Weird Al. Like, I know enough about his story and whatever. But, like, I was young enough that I didn't know, like, the details of Weird Al's life growing up. Like, if you were like that and you head into this movie and it starts, you're like, okay, this is, like, a bit dramatic, a little bit over the top. I'm sure they switched some things around. But, like, this is the story of weird al's life and then like you get to a point where you're like oh okay i get what they're doing here and it is fucking hilarious uh and it's i i mean this movie is so much fun it is so much fun and once you like once you realize that like that you they're kind of in on the joke it's it just becomes the most like fun viewing that you can have watching one of these movies the best thing i can say about it is not all of its jokes are funny, and a lot of its jokes are actually quite bad, but the fact that they exist within the structure they do makes right. you not mind. Like, I, I, I'm, there are a lot of points where I was like, well, that wasn't funny, that was, obvi- that was obvious, but it wasn't like, and I don't want to watch this anymore, because it was, it, they were taking place in such a, in a scene that I was so happy was happening. Like, I, I, I think the actual story of this movie is so good. And, I mean, you fill in the jokes from there, but, like, the bones of this movie are extremely strong, which, for a silly biopic, you wouldn't think would be the case. you think that you'd kind of rely more on the jokes and the bits, but I think the actual story of this movie is fucking hilarious. Yeah, same. I I think that it's... it's it's perfectly weird Al where it like takes a thing that, that it already exists and it twists it and it's still like makes sense and is still interesting the entire way through. I do. I have felt weird. You might be a, you might be a scotch young for this. Tell me if I'm incorrectly speaking for you, but uh, I feel a little weird about the kind of weird Alessance that has happened in the last five, 10 years in that he went from, like, I liked him when I was growing up, and I thought he was funny, and it was corny. He was, like, nobody thought he was cool, though. Nobody nobody thought, like, Weird Al is the man or anything. And then the last, I don't know, ten years, he's kind of come back, which has been great, but I, I feel that he's been, maybe, maybe it's just nostalgia and people just liking something from their youth, but... 
talking about him in a way that was never really him. Like, he was kind of like the annoying wise-ass, not the genius. Yeah, I mean, but I, I think that, like, once you get to, uh, like, a point where somebody has, like, a clearly established legacy and, like, a full body of work, it becomes easier to look back on it, especially when they're doing something that different. And, like, the only kind of person finding success in that realm, it becomes easier to appreciate and find cool, I think. Yeah. The cameos weren't distracting either. Yeah, I mean, if your takeaway from this movie is, ah, the the cameos didn't really work. There were too many cameos. That's just, like, nitpicking and oh, like, no, the grand scheme be, of things. Things can be ruined by cameos, for sure. Yeah, but, I mean, in this, but, like, in this kind of movie... Like, what's going to be distracting about, like, a few people showing up? Right. You know, like, it's it's so it gets so preposterous that, like, there's there's really nothing on the table that would make that would be like too much for this movie. I feel like got to shout out Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna. Incredible. Yes. Very, very great. Yeah. I, I thought everybody was good. Rain Wilson was good. Um Weird Al was... Weird Al had, like, a, a sneaky big role in the movie, which was... A, maybe that was a little distracting, but whatever. Wait, who who did Weird Al play? The uh, record guy, the label guy. That was Weird Al? Yeah! What? <laughs> That's incredible, I didn't even notice. Oh, yeah, it was him and uh, who was his, right, was his right-hand man, Will Forte? Will Forte, yeah. Yeah, that's Weird that Al. Is that is incredible that I didn't even know that that was Weird Al. Oh, wow. I was, I was wondering, like, I couldn't pinpoint his face. Uh, I was like, damn, this face looks familiar. But I did not I did not notice because he doesn't have, like, the long curly hair. So were you a Weird Al guy as a uh, young boy or was he kind of uh, canceled? No, he, he never got canceled. He, yeah, I, I was mean, like, what are you was, talking was about? Was he just, like, kind of past his heyday? Um... He may have been past his heyday, but he, like I still listened to him, still thought he was cool, and still thought he was funny. I'm trying to, like, when were the... Not necessarily cool, but I thought he was funny. Okay. I didn't realize that he was, like, as popular, I guess. So... Like, I just thought that it was kind of like a funny joke that, like, that I was able to find his shit. I... So, he, I mean, he came out... My Bologna was, uh... 1979, and I remember the peak of Weird Al being Amish Paradise. Do you know Amish Paradise? Yes. That was 1996, and that was like, so he'd definitely been out for a very long time at that point, but you know, you know Coolio? Not a big fan of Amish Paradise. Uh, yeah, <laughs> okay. He had a beef with I mean... Weird Al. Did he really? Yeah, That's took it as disrespect. Let's see. Uh, Yankovic sought permission from Coolio before making Amish Paradise, offering a percentage of the revenues. Yankovic was given rights to the song, but not by Coolio himself. Uh, when represented with Weird Al's offer, he declined. Uh, let's see. Coolio stated in a 2014... Uh, so there's a quote. I don't have it right here, but... Coolio was like, I am not on board with this. I'm not part of this stupid little fucking thing. Uh... But in uh, 
a series of photos taken at the blah, blah, blah suggests uh, they'd made amends by 2006. Coolio stated in a 2014 interview that his decision to refuse the parody at the time was stupid, and he wished someone on his management had stopped him and considered the final parody to be funny. Said, in hindsight, it was stupid to say something about Weird Al doing a parody of Gangsta Paradise. I mean, he did Michael Jackson, he did Prince, people who were definitely more talented than I am. I think Prince said something, but he wasn't very vocal like I was, and it just made me look dumb. It was one of the dumb things I did. I'm willing to admit that I did something stupid. Rest in peace, shout out, Coolio. Shout out Coolio. What a guy. Rest in peace. That's, that's, that's about the coolest response that you can have to to something like that. Yeah, just like, I didn't fucking get it, and uh, I probably didn't listen to anybody who was trying to explain it to me. That's on me. Yeah, Which, man, not, you're not, Coolio in the '90s. Just, Who the fuck's telling you anything? Yeah, right. Cool. Good for him. Also, uh, the John Deacon scene in this oh! is fucking incredible. Did you know that was John Deacon, or that that was supposed to be John Deacon? No. Oh, I did. Well, I, I mean, I mean, I, I kind of figured it out as soon as he like walked into picture. Yeah. Yeah. So the, yeah, but, that's what I'm saying. So they're, they're, yeah, yeah, right. And there's then there's this <laughs> scene where they say uh, it's. Uh, it's actually parodying the famous movie Yesterday, where somebody says, you can't come up with a song right on the spot. You know how Ed Sheeran does. Correct. And uh, what's his oh, name? Jack? Jack Malik? Yeah. That actually might be the older brother of a girl I went to high school with or something. But um, And then Jack, quote unquote, writes Long and Winding Road. Come on, Jack. Everybody knows that Sheeran Penguin song was a banger. But... They're like, can you write a song on the spot? And he's like, yeah, sure I can. And then a guy steps forward and he's like, all right, how about uh, Another One Bites the Dust? And they're like, who are you? He's like, I'm John Deacon. And nobody knows who he is. And they're like, nice to meet you, John. Who's that? And he's like, from Queen. Queen. I work with Queen. I was so mad. I'm the basis of Queen. John Deacon fucking John Deacon wrote "You're My Best Friend." He wrote uh, he wrote another one bites the dust. He wrote fucking he wrote so many good songs. Okay, yeah, but it's it's cool. so but it's so he wrote funny. "I Want to Break Free." John Deacon's the man. It's it's I think I would have uh, appreciated it a little bit more had they made fun of Brian May. Yes, yeah, yeah, especially uh, with like this movie does mock bohemian rhapsody a little bit it feels like especially even with the um the promotional poster they do the um the freddie mercury promotional poster they basically copy the uh bohemian rhapsody poster and like had this this movie definitely has like a feel that it's that it's poking fun at like those paint by numbers musical biopics like bohemian rhapsody so had it been brian may i would have i think that would have been better i think they're more more on more on the nose yeah, yeah. Um, and the, the biggest laugh I got from the movie may contain spoilers, uh, but after he performs Another One Rides the Bus, they're like, wow, that was great. And John Deacon is like, we're about to play a big show <laughs> yeah. called Live Aid, and we would be honored if you yeah. would join us. And it's this big dramatic thing, and... He's like, no. <laughs> Rain Wilson does the loser thing, like the L on his forehead. Everybody laughs, laughs at him. Fucked idiot. <laughs> yes, there's 
Does somebody say that? No, but it's essentially what the it's, what the message is there is that Weird Al is too big for Live Aid, which is fucking yeah. hilarious. And it like very much kind of crosses into the now. We were talking the other day about uh, Dusty Baker and how he is credited with inventing the high five and how there's just like some shit. Remember when we, did, we were talking about Braveheart with, uh, was it the Rachel Bonetta episode? Correct, yeah. Where we were like, wait, did they even say fuck back then? Yeah. And looked it up, and we were like, "No, fuck wasn't said." So this is historically inaccurate. That the the feel of him rejecting John Deacon was way more twenty twenty two than it would have been like the nineteen eighties. It was great. Yeah, it would have been like a polite polite de- declination. Declination. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What would that um, word be? Declining. Polite, a polite. De- Decline. I don't know. This is embarrassing. A polite rejection. Uh, yeah, rejection could be the word. Let me see. Uh, is declining a noun? Uh, what is the uh, Whatever. You don't listen to us for our fucking word takes. I'm just gonna Google declination. I, I don't think we'll get anything there. I'll be he- super happy if we do. Oh, it is. D- yeah. Declination. Except. Uh, formal it, refusal. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, it, it starts with an astronomy definition. It's the angular distance of a yeah. point north or south of the celestial equator. In the face of this declination of the proposal. Look at us. Polite declination. That'll be the episode title. A polite declination. That sounds like a... Like a fucking uh, indecent proposal. A polite declination. Polite declination starring Randy Havens. Ooh, man, I'm going to start. I think I'm going to start like using. Use declination because that that, that struck me. I I am pretty sure I'd never heard that word before. It sounded like a wrong word being said. It sounded like if Kyrie Irving said declination, I'd be like, ah. Not quite, buddy. But uh, man, you can seem like the fucking smartest person in the world if you use if you just start using that before people get used to it, dude. It is, I mean, if somebody asks you out for like drinks or something, you're like, I'm. I thank you for the offer, but I'm going to have to offer you a polite declination <laughs> at this time. At this point, I will submit a polite declination. My, one of my favorite fucking things is uh, is kind of petty when. You say something that somebody else doesn't understand, and they correct you, and you're like, "Oh no, it's just that I'm smarter than you." The uh, I mean, the big one. Remember uh, Jennifer Garner with Conan, where he said uh, he said snuck, and she said snuck isn't a word, Conan. It's sneaked, and he was like, "Ah," and she was like, "I thought you went to Harvard." And he was like, all right, relax. And then somebody, like, during a break, busted out a dictionary and was like, snuck is a word. And he fucking owned her. <laughs> yes. That is amazing. I, I'm, I mean, I'm going to have to go look that up because I would just want to see that. I remember uh, my college essay, I used the word phased. Um, like, to be phased by something. And F-A-Z-E-D. F-A-Z-E-D, yeah. And, uh... One of my, it's actually P H A S. One of my friends was taking a look at it, and she was like, "Oh, you spelled phased wrong." And I was like, "I only put it there so people would <laughs> seriously right like, into my trap." <laughs> yeah. 
I do shit like that all the time. I say champing at the bit, especially yeah. with others. For some reason, sports just, people don't know that word. They, they don't. They just say it wrong. And I say champing at the bit just to see if I can get them to bite. a little bait. Yep. If I can get them to champ. And then, oh, oh, no, actually, I don't think so. It is. Oh, you don't think so? Well, I do. I, 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 you should have been declinished your job. 